0: so i almost said leonard
1: that's all right i can i can go by either one i don't judge
0: i'm gonna go ahead and do the intro and i'm gonna do it the proper way the Mm. new way the version two New you wait a minute
1: yeah okay how's that this
0: is reconceived with ben and joel
1: i'm ben and i'm joel
0: that doesn't rhyme anymore
1: Ben and Joel sounds like the Chinese knockoff of Ben and Jerry's. Hmm. So, Joel? Yes, Ben? I almost called you Leonard. That wouldn't be right at all. Yeah, that would have been quite problematic. When you yes, get ben. up, what's your morning routine look like? My morning routine? Um, well, I... Uh, on on good days, which are most days, I wake up at about eh, 6.45. Then I spend a very long time studying the Bible. Yeah, it's 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 a good bit, partially just because it's a good practice, other partially because the Bible is actually a really co- cool book. Then I either go to class when I have an 8 a.m., or I go to breakfast and then I go to class. So when you have breakfast, is that a super consistent thing for you or is it just whatever you feel like? uh i don't have many options, although now i'm realizing that there are two waffle irons right there in the cafeteria, nice. and the fact that I just did just the fact that I did a waffle episode but yeah i I almost always have hash browns slash tater tots, whichever they have um some scrambled okay. eggs and some bacon what's the best part of waking up um I am conditioned by commercialism to say Folgers in your cup, but... And that's exactly what we're talking about. Wait, wait. We're going to be talking about coffee. Oh, all right. We're we're just having... This this is now just becoming a breakfast podcast. Or I Mm -hmm. guess you can say a serialized podcast. Oh, my goodness. I should have seen that coming. Oh,
0: I'm so I'll mad at myself, myself out. yet so pleased with how that went. Good job. I approve. Maybe nobody else does, but I approve. Thank you. I assume you don't drink coffee?
1: Not often. Every, okay. every once in a while, I'll have black coffee. That's usually when I'm having desserts with my family, or when it's offered to me, or when it's a very special kind of roast. But hmm. o- often I I stick to tea as often as I can, and not not fricking unsweet or slash sweet tea because that's disgusting and a heresy. you are be- talking
0: proper brewed hot tea.
1: Yes, like hot tea, tea bag in the thing. Don't add us. I can't deal with sweet tea. As far as I know, I'm not working at Chick Fil A anymore. Still. But, like, I I am still changed. I am not the same man I was when I first started. Because, like, I didn't like sweet tea before, but now I have reasons. It's an Oh, wow. It's not a fan of it. Not a fan of making Mm. it. It's just not great. I'm sorry. I'm distracting coffee. No, see, my problem with sweet tea is that it's too sweet. And then
0: a lot of people's problem with coffee is the entire opposite. Yeah. So sometimes people will get where they'll ask for... You know, a small coffee with 20 cream and 10 sugar. Yep. Have some coffee with your cream and sugar. It's entirely <laughs> pointless.
1: At that point, you're not even, it's like coffee flavored syrup. Yeah. I had coworkers who would just be in the back room of Chick fil A and just take those little pa- pockets, packets of like French vanilla creamer and just mm-hmm. do them like shots. Yeah. And, well,
0: my co-workers tended to put those in their coffee just because the coffee was so bitter. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a reason for that. I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought it was just, you know... I knew that there was a difference in quality, like you get what you pay for, but I didn't right. understand what that meant. But I now do. Okay. So I know the different types of coffee that there are. That... Are you familiar with the coffee belt? I am not, uh, but I'm very excited. The coffee belt is... It's generally conceived as the middle section of the globe. There are only certain climates where you can grow coffee. And the United States is not one of them. You can in Hawaii.
1: okay. You can
0: do it in a lot of Latin American and African and Asian countries. But it's all right around the equator where there's... It has to be more temperate and it has to be a different climate than we have in the United States. All right. What's also important to note is that there are different types of coffee beans. Right. So there are different species. The two most common are called Robusta and Arabica. Sounds fancy. The Robusta is the one that's produced more because that's what Folgers uses. A lot of the mass-produced coffee will use Robusta. It's easier to grow. Okay. So it's about 50% cheaper. But as a result of being easier to grow, it's also more bitter Mm -hmm. mainly because it has more caffeine and less sugar. The Arabica is a little bit higher grade, whereas the Robusta, not so much. All right. And those are the two kinds. The Robusta and Arabica, basically all coffees that you'll buy on the shelf are going to be one of those two. Huh. And there are others. There are, you know, half a dozen more, probably more than that. But those other species are going to be more specialty grade coffees. You're not going to find those quite as frequently. But... Even between those two main ones, Robusta and Arabica, variations between the location make a pretty substantial difference. So there might be subspecies or they have different ways to harvest the bean in, say, the Honduras than they do in Sumatra or Brazil or Vietnam. And different farmers might have different ways of harvesting the same bean that was grown in slightly different soil, in slightly different climates, Mm -hmm. at slightly different locations, All those things contribute to what it tastes like. So you can have a fair amount of variation within the same species and even within the exact same subspecies. It depends on a whole range of factors. All of this to say that just at the bean level before we even harvest it and take it to the roasters there are going to be a whole bunch of different flavors. Okay. It's all going to have the same sort of acidic coffee flavor. But there are going to be a lot of variations on what that tastes like
1: so coffee beans are really more of a family rather than just a specific bean it's not like a black bean where pretty much anytime that you see a black bean it's going to taste like a black bean but rather it's a wider spectrum of flavors and opportunities is that what you're saying or is it dependent that on...
0: is absolutely correct
1: okay all right i'm tracking now
0: so that's where they're harvested. A lot of different places and a couple different variations. Okay. In order to be harvested, they have to be picked and they have to be sorted according to ripeness because they're fruit, essentially. That's the best way to describe them. So okay. You can't just take them off the tree at any time and expect them to be good. You have to make sure that they're sorted properly and that they're treated properly. Right. And after they're sorted, you also have to dry them, which in and of itself is quite the process. You have to take off the outer layer. You have to take off uh, the... The, the coating that's in between the outer layer and the actual fruit itself, mm-hmm. which involves some sort of acid or fermentation, and you have to wash all that off, and then they have to dry. This is a lot of—there are a lot of different ways to do just those processes, which can render the flavor slightly different. Okay, That's the harvesting, and— when you're picking them, since they're really, really small, and since they're fruits, there can be a lot of variation between this one's a good one, this one's a bad one, this one's mostly dry, this one isn't properly ripe. And okay. the specialty-grade coffees are going to pick out only the best beans.
1: Oh, Whereas okay.
0: Folgers is just going to take the whole thing and roast it. Mm-hmm. Which means that's a lot less labor-intensive. That's why their costs can be so low. Not only are they using a cheaper fruit but they're also doing less work with it, which means that they can do much higher volumes than, say, a very specified and obscure roast would be able to accomplish.
1: So so Folgers is really just like the Pringles of the coffee world. Right, exactly. Okay, all right.
0: They're grown, they're harvested, they're sorted, they're dried, and then they're shipped off to places. The, the country who imports the most coffee is america yep usa usa it's almost three billion dollars more than the next competitor which is germany wow
1: that's like a lot
0: of coffee mm-hmm. so 6.3 billion dollars worth of coffee in 2017 that's, a lot of coffee that's so much coffee the roasting process is actually more complex than you would think. Oh. So Folgers tends to use huge, long drums that are sort of—they have a spiral on the inside, so they can just turn the drums and the beans will go from one end to the other, slowly being roasted on the way. All right. And if you're trying to make a huge batch of coffee beans at the same time, that's basically your best way to do it. Okay. But that doesn't have the same—that won't do the same things for the coffee bean— that roasting it in smaller batches with a more precise machine will be able to accomplish. Mm. The roasting process is very intricate because if you roast it without care, then it, you can either burn it or bake it. Baking it is essentially where you only remove the moisture and you've dried the coffee bean, but it has not you haven't really changed the color at all. You haven't done anything to the actual composition. So okay. You've taken all the water out, but you haven't heated it up enough. That's sort of baking it, and that makes it makes it taste kind of grassy. Okay. Burnt coffee beans are where you heat it up too much and it you know, it's basically what it sounds like. The exterior gets too hot and then the heat is absorbed by the interior and the whole thing just becomes very blackened and more or less tar like.
1: Okay. I can only imagine like as bitter as coffee beans are by themselves, I can only imagine how bad a burnt coffee bean tastes like. More than likely you've tried them because
0: the larger firms that are that are roasting them they'll have the odd burnt coffee bean because it just kind of happens unless you're being super careful. I'm not sure what their tolerances are but I'd imagine they're not quite 0%. Right. They're going to by and large have them roasted but they're not going to have them as precisely roasted as opposed to burnt or baked as As they would be able to accomplish in smaller batches in an airtight setting. All right. And what's also interesting is that you can get different flavors from the same batch just depending on how you roast them. Really? It's a fruit, and if you do different things with fruit, it's going to taste slightly different. Sure. If you have baked or fried apples, they tend to taste a little bit different than raw
1: apples. Baked apples are so good.
0: And one... Final quick note about coffee is that if Uh you get really small batches or if they're very specialty grade, generally it's the really expensive coffees because, you know, they handpick it, they roast it finely, they have to do all their stuff in small doses. They'll have a valve on the inside of the bag. okay, And that's a one-way valve that lets air out but doesn't let it in. That's Uh to allow the coffee to release gases because when you roast the coffee, it releases a bunch of carbon dioxide and other gases into the air Mm -hmm. and if you then put it in a bag well those gases don't really have anywhere to go so that's why the valve is there in order to prevent the bag from bloating
1: or maybe even exploding or expanding too much that would not be preferred for my very expensive coffee indeed for for me in the past, I have looked at coffee as very one-dimensional and one-note. You know, with, with herbal teas, it, the differences are so apparent and so obvious. You would never mistake a strawberry or a peach tea for something like a green tea. All of them are very different and broad in that regard. And so I just sort of assumed that coffee was just sort of like, you know, you grind it up, you put it through hot water. Coffee is coffee bean tea. eat. But, from, from what you're saying, it sounds like it's a lot more similar to tea than I thought, where it, not only do, are there different uh, breeds of coffee bean in the way that it's prepared, and how uh, finely tuned the instruments are, and how it's dried, the way that you make the coffee, the process, makes the coffee different. That makes sense, but it's just something that I've never really connected So I think that it's very, very fascinating to know just how different each coffee can be.
0: This has been Coffee. Reconceived.